0: Familiar with the word study, but basically you take you take and find a word in the Bible and you look in your concordance if it's in the Old Testament it'd be Hebrew if it's in the New Testament it'd be Greek and then you see what that word ties to within other scriptures throughout the Bible all right so let's pray and hopefully I can uh, Teach this in a way that uh, everybody can follow along, all right? So pray for me. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are our beginning. In you, we've always been. Hmm. Everything has come from you. And this morning, we just thank you for the revelation of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you can take the, the, the wisdom of God and reveal it to children. And so this morning, we thank you for revelation. We thank you for a greater revelation of Jesus, a greater revelation of who he is from everlasting to everlasting and who we are in him. We just love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning we're going to be talking about Jesus is, is the beginning. Jesus is the beginning. Um And you guys all know the story of the road to Damascus, right? After the death of Jesus Christ, some disciples were going back home from Jerusalem, Um, and all of a sudden, a gentleman comes up and starts walking with them. And they are downcast; they're sad, right? And he asks them, "Why? What's? Why are you so sad?" And he goes, "Are you?" And they're like, "Are you the only one that hasn't heard? Are you the only one that's ignorant to?" of Jesus Christ and, and he, he was supposed to be the king and he, he was crucified and put to death and he, Jesus says to them in verse 25, then he said to them, oh foolish ones. How many times has he said that to me? Oh foolish one. And slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ?" to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. You know, Moses wrote Genesis. He wrote Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and then all the prophets, all of the Old Testament. Jesus took them back to all of the Old Testament. And when Jesus walked with these two disciples on the road to Damascus, he began with Moses and proceeded through the, the prophets to explain to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. Do you understand that Jesus is in the Old Testament? In all the scriptures. Think about this. Is it possible that we can get a revelation of of Jesus? Could Jesus really be in all scriptures? See, what we need to understand is that what was Jesus' Bible? Jesus' Bible was the Old Testament. The disciples, the apostles, Paul, their Bible was the Old Testament. And really, the New Testament is nothing more than a commentary on what God had already said that he was going to do in the Old Testament. So everywhere in the, in, in the New Testament where you read things like um, passages that say, as it was written, or, you, or this is the fulfillment, it's pointing back to the Old Testament. I mean, think about our, our most basic, simple confession of our faith. This simple confession. Jesus Christ is Lord. Right? Simple. Basic. But where do we get the understanding of this confession of faith? What does it actually mean? See, many Christians think that Christ was just Jesus' last name, like Joe Smith, Jesus Christ. But that's not true. We don't understand the things that we even say. But what we need to understand, what we need to realize is that you can't really understand the full truth of what is being said in this simple phrase, Jesus Christ is Lord, apart from the Old Testament. Let's take it word by word. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is what? Jesus is a name. It's a Greek name. This Greek name is based on the Old Testament name, Joshua. The Old Testament was written in the Hebrew, and the New Testament was written in the Greek. So Jesus is Joshua in Hebrew, which means Yahweh is salvation. God is salvation. So what can we understand about Jesus from this Old Testament counterpart, Joshua? Who was Joshua? Well, Joshua was was God's man. Joshua was, was God's man that was appointed to lead God's people across the Jordan River into the promised land, right? By having this understanding, it gives us a deeper revelation into who Jesus is. Jesus is the new Joshua who was baptized into the Jordan River in order to bring our salvation, to bring us into the promised land of the kingdom of God. So to understand the name Jesus, you need to understand the name Joshua. But to understand the name Joshua, you need to understand the Old Testament. How about Christ? What does Christ mean? It's a Greek it's a Greek word but it's based on an Old Testament definition of the anointed one the Messiah all right and you can't understand Christ apart from Messiah well who is Messiah well actually there were many messiahs in the Old Testament did you know that there were many messiahs in the Old Testament you had anointed ones in the Old Testament you had kings who were anointed remember Um, Samuel going to David and anointing him king over Israel? He was the Messiah. He was the anointed one. You had kings that were anointed. You had priests who were anointed. So who is Jesus Christ as Messiah? He is the one to be a greater priest, a greater king, anointed by God to bring our salvation and the kingdom of God as our high priest, as the king of kings lord so jesus joshua christ messiah but this jesus who is the christ is also lord what does that mean well if you were an israelite then you would immediately begin to think of who the lord is that is yahweh yahweh who is who he is As he said to Moses in the burning bush, I am that I am. So think about this. This simple confession, Jesus Christ is Lord. What we really are saying is Joshua Messiah is Yahweh. He is the one who comes as the new Joshua, who has anointed the new priest and new king to lead us into the promised land. And this one is no other than Yahweh in the flesh. Yahweh incarnate, Jesus of Nazareth. So do you understand how valuable it is to have an understanding of the Old Testament? Actually, the better you understand the Old Testament, the better you can understand the gospel. Okay, so that one wasn't that hard, right? But what a revelation. It really illuminates it, doesn't it? Doesn't it illuminate that phrase, Jesus Christ is Lord, when you can now visualize Joshua taking the children into the promised land across the Jordan River and through baptism in Christ Jesus, he brings us into God's kingdom, into the promised land of God. And that it's God incarnate himself that does it all. Yahweh truly is salvation. And this is a sim- just a simple revelation, but you'd be surprised at how many don't have a revelation. They They've heard and they've said Jesus Christ is Lord, but they didn't really tie it back to what it really, really means. But Jesus said that all scriptures are concerning him. After all, he is the word made flesh, correct? Jesus is not only the fulfillment of scriptures, Jesus is the fullness of scriptures. He is all in all. One of the things that I wonder those disciples on the way to Damascus, and Jesus is, is showing himself in the scriptures. I wonder if they ever asked, you know, where were, where were you in creation? When did you originally show up? When's the first time in Holy Scripture do we get a revelation of you, of Jesus? See, Jesus was not only before the beginning, in the beginning, and after the beginning. He is the beginning. And we're going to see that this morning. So where do we start in our quest looking for Jesus? How about here? Genesis one. In the beginning. Is it possible that in the opening phrase, we already have an understanding, a revelation of Jesus Christ? The phrase in the beginning is a Hebrew word, and those three words in English is one Hebrew word, and it's bereshit, bereshit, and uh, when you hear, so when you hear in the beginning, we, 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 we think that's how everything got its start, and that's true, that's how, Everything did get its start in the physical realm. But when you look deeper into this word, you find something else is there. First, we need to to point out that, that the way Jesus starts is also echoed in the Gospel of John. Have you ever realized that? When you read the Gospel of John, you can see that John echoes exactly what Moses wrote in Genesis. When John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we see that John already had this revelation of tying Jesus Christ back to the very beginning. John wants his readers to understand who the word is in relationship to Jesus, Genesis and creation. So is there any other scriptures that ties Jesus as the beginning? Well, let's look at a passage in Proverbs. And look at it in light of Genesis 1.1. In the 8th chapter of Proverbs, it talks about wisdom. And wisdom is personified here. Right? Wisdom speaks as it's a person in, in Proverbs. It describes itself as an I. I did this and I did that. And in verse 22, it, it has a pretty cool description of what, who wisdom is and what wisdom was doing in the beginning. In Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22, it says, The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way. Before his works of old, I was set up from everlasting, from beginning before the earth was. So this this is wisdom speaking here. And wisdom is saying that the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way. Now the Hebrew word for beginning is reshit here. Sound familiar? Reshit, which is used in Proverbs, is the same word that is used in Genesis one one, sheet in the beginning. So Genesis one one opens with ber-reshit, which means in the reishit. <laughs> this is where you got my geekiness comes out. Are you getting a picture of it? So in the beginning, and then in Proverbs eight twenty two, wisdom says that the Lord possessed me in the reishit of His way. In the, in the beginning of his way. So when you look at these two verses together, you not only see the same word being used, but what is more important is who is saying that he is the beginning of the Lord's way. This wisdom that is speaking in Proverbs chapter eight, the church has confessed forever that the be- that this beginning that this wisdom is the wisdom of God. Right and, and and Paul says that it's Christ Himself in First Corinthians chapter one verse thirty. It says, "But of Him you are in Christ, who bega- became for us the wisdom from God. Jesus is the wisdom of the Father." In Proverbs eight, and when you look at what wis- when you look at what the wisdom of God, Jesus the Reshit, the beginning says he was doing. Look at this. Verse 22 again. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way. Before his works of old, I have been established from everlasting. From the beginning, before there was ever an earth. When there was no depths, I was brought forth. When there was no fountains abounding with water. Verse 25. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world, When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew the circle on the face of the deep. When he established the clouds above, when when he strengthened the fountains of the deep. When he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing Always before him, rejoicing in the inhabited world, and my delight was in the sons of men. Wow. Sounds like the Trinity was having some fun when they created the earth. Think of a God was they were delighted. In you. They were delighted in the sons of men. What a picture. What a picture of the Trinity and creation of the earth. I mean, does, I mean to me that just when you just read that and you can hear the joy in, 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 in what God was doing, it just paints this wonderful picture of his attentions towards us. See, wisdom, Jesus, is the resheet of God's way. When you look at Genesis 1-1 through Proverbs, we see that when it says in the beginning, it's not just talking about a temporal beginning, but this beginning is a personal beginning. That this beginning is not just the start of time, but the one who is above time. It's wisdom himself who is Christ. So what does Genesis 1-1 tell us? Jesus is not only before the beginning, in the beginning, and after the beginning. He is the beginning. So by understanding this, we have a clear picture of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, we can see where Paul gets this revelation from. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, it says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. He is the beginning. (laughs) For by him all things were created, both in heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, where the thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. Isn't it amazing how one understanding one simple word from the Old Testament brings such revelation to the New Testament. Everything seen and unseen, physical or spiritual, were created through him and by him because he is the beginning. The beginning is not a time, but a person. It's Jesus Christ. Even the hope of the resurrection is in the beginning because he is the firstborn from the dead. He was the lamb slain before the foundations of the earth. It's amazing. All things came into being by Jesus. And apart from Jesus, nothing came into being that has not come into being. He holds us all together. He holds everything together by him. him. The heavens testify of Jesus, for by him the Father made light. Jesus is light of light, the very God of God. The light shined into the darkness, and they comprehended it not. Jesus is the light unto men begotten, not made. Jesus is the light of men, the light that shines in the darkness. But Jesus, by by Jesus the Father made the Son, for he is the Son. He is the Son of righteousness who arises with healing in his wings. The animals also testify of Jesus, for he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and he is the Lion of Judah who Comes. The trees testify of Jesus, for he is the truth tree of life that bears 12 kinds of fruits, yielding fruit every month, and his leaves are for the healings of the nation. Do you know that even the smallest animals testify of Jesus? Do you know a worm testifies of Jesus? Because they prophesied of Jesus, of him on the cross that I am a worm, not a man, a reproach of men and despised by my people. You're not a worm. Christ became the worm. He became despised so that you could be made whole. Think about that next time you bait that hook. Everything testifies of Jesus. Man testifies of Jesus. He who was created in the image and likeness of God, for Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, the radiance of the Father's glory, and the exact representation of his nature. This went quick. Isn't this amazing that by simply looking at that simple phrase in the beginning and tying it to that Proverbs verse where it says that wisdom, who is Christ himself, was the beginning. We see that Jesus is the starting point for everything that has ever existed. Yeah, Alicia, you guys want to come on up? This story, the story of creation, is the story of our recreation. Can you see that? Can you see how when you, you can actually understand the entire Bible from reading the the first three chapters in Genesis. You can see God's, um, his, his demeanor towards humanity. Man's sin, what does God do? What does he do? He comes looking for man. The creation story is telling our recreation story in Christ Jesus. These aren't two separate stories, but it's one story. The Old Testament is telling the story of the New Testament. Jesus said, behold, I make all things new. I make all things new. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning, and the end. If any man is in me, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Jesus is our creation. He's recreating us. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world on the altar of the cross. But Jesus is also the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Therefore, in Genesis 1, we can read of Jesus and his work. For in creation is told the story of redemption. And in the story of redemption is told the story of creation. Amen? Did you guys follow that? The whole Bible is tied together. All Scripture speaks of Jesus. He is all in all. He is almighty, and all things come from him. What a revelation of Jesus. Jesus is the beginning, and it it is revealed in all Scriptures, even in the first words of the Bible. The very first word of the Bible. Bereshit. In the beginning, Jesus is revealed. It's amazing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the great revelation of your word. We thank you that it is so pure that that if, if men would seek out the treasure that is within it, revelation would come that would just set the world on fire. You are our beginning, and we find our fullness in you. You are the land that was slain before the foundation of the earth, and you are the lion of Judah. You are our salvation. You are Yahweh. The Lord is salvation. You are Joshua who takes us into the promised land. You are the Christ, the anointed king of kings, our high priest of our confession, you are making intercession for us before the throne of God. You are the Lord of kings and priests of this earth who are your children. You took delight in creation and rejoiced in delight in, in, in the son of men. Heavenly Father, we just ask that in this simple truth that we just explored this morning, that we would find our place in the beginning. We would find our resting place in Jesus. And that we can be assured that if you are our beginning, you are our future. We just love you, Lord. We praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a message from Caris New Testament Church. For more information or to contact us, go to www.carisntc.org. And remember, you are deeply loved, highly favored, and destined to reign in Christ Jesus.